0: Oh, yeah. Hard. Oh Lord Byron uh, also known as Blackrocker on Twitter aka Lord Blackrocker on Instagram I am not just me.com that's actually I'm not just me.com no apostrophe I am not just me.com I am not I am you know do I have to spell it out for myself? In this moment, I am I'm not just me. I'm It's on the internet. This is on the internet. You're already close to the right place if you're looking for it. It's the website. I mean, there's a merch section. There's a link to all my musics. ...that I've made in the past. There's... ...blogs. You can read blogs. Which, I mean, like, if you're listening to this podcast... ...then, I mean, like, you pretty much got an insight into who I am. But, I mean, the blogs are like the... ...private insight to who I am. This is the public insight... You remember we talked about the private private and the public public and now it was like the secret public and the, like the public public and then the secret secret and then <laughs> All the levels. There's so many levels to everything. My phone is making my keyboard make weird buzzy noises. That is apt to happen. Usually it only happens when I'm sending or receiving signals. As in getting text messages, which I am not. The song played in the beginning was Queens of the Stone Age Hide Away from their album Villains.
1: Hide Away! Away! <laughs> if
0: I just sang the whole song like that, I was really close to it, but I had to take like a deep breath to get the next part out. And in taking that deep breath, I was like, "I'm not gonna sing this whole song. I'm not gonna do it. Although I want to." You should just put the song back on, and then they could sing it. <sighs> we are so not done with the introduction. This is episode. This is you tweeted. You mean did episode seventy-four psychic. This is it. This is the number, 74. The name of it is Psychic. And this is an episode. We've got tweets. We've got stand-up. And that's about it. (coughs) Oh, wait, no. We've also got the Tarot deck. we got the Toth. Aleister Crowley Toth deck. I'm shuffling, I'm shuffling. It's going to say hello. How do you say hello, Toath deck? What do you say? You say death. Goddamn. So you're saying hello? It's a rough hello. Well, uh Toth, Alistair Crowley deck says number 13, death. Hello to you too, Alistair Crowley, Toth deck. <laughs> what was uh, bit of a showstopper. But I mean honestly there wasn't there wasn't any planned direction after that one. Not much planned direction after that. Uh I was gonna introduce the thing and then be not on the introduction anymore. And I mean like Oh, I know what I need to do. So I decided to do this part. Um I was listening to Queens of the Stone Age, like not long before starting it was like 15 minutes of queens of the stone age but it was like I started towards the end of the album and i was like "Ooh, i want to start during this song and like if i wouldn't have started during that song i would have been doing show preparation which show preparation includes looking at the tweet dates and the voice recording dates and seeing where to start which ones earlier because we are current i feel like we can order these in a great manner also to report an undocumented undercord stand up since i mean like This would be the well. This is undocumented, unrecorded, because it just is undocumented and unrecorded. Like it just happens to be. Like I don't know how to record. Well, I guess I could record it on Twitter by talking about it on Twitter. Tweeting would be the correct verb usage in that sentence. I could tweet about it on Twitter, and that would make it documented. But I did not tweet about it. So, in turn, it is undocumented and unrecorded. You ever spend a long time just... What is the word? You ever spend a long time thinking of a word to justify? Justify might be the right word. You ever spend a long time justifying why you were saying something? March 13th. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, the latest voice recording is 12.16am. Because <laughs> it was yesterday. Or last night. And I was like, how does that even make sense? but it does make sense because it's the same day I was like why isn't there a date there why is it just the time that shit was today twelve sixteen AM that was this morning that set is pretty fucking great I'm excited to hear it again oh it's such a good set that was a text message That text message is just one word and it says no. And it's like, it's in a group chat where it's like, <laughs> there's this a small conversation between two people in the group chat going on. And then just like, bam, no. <laughs> it's like, what are you answering? What is that an answer to? Anyway, ambiguous texts. So March 13th being the first, oh, I was supposed to be talking about undocumented, unrecorded stand-up before all of this. So, one of my favorite spots has been shut down. And it sucks a lot. Especially in regards to this, to what I'm doing, Uh, as Tuesday nights at MAGS is no longer an open mic Tuesday nights, why that sucks for me, well, not main reason, but reason I plan on divulging. Maybe not the only reason, maybe not the main reason, but the reason that I brought it up is because now I will only have three recordings of stand-up instead of four. If I go out the two nights, which is Tuesday and Sunday, to do stand-up, I can get two sets in Sunday, and now only one set Tuesday and that sucks because like having four sets is like a a nice round number. I mean three is the magic number if some, if uh, Schoolhouse Rock has taught us anything. But still I like having the four sets I like doing more comedy, you know what I'm saying? There's as much comedy as I can my phone's making a weird clicking noise that's like the back, the back of the phone next to the camera flash i'm hoping it's not some type of defect because i'm thinking about trading this one in i broke my other phone that's also undocumented unrecorded not stand up but it is <laughs> I broke my phone and like I got a replacement one and now that this one doesn't have a cracked screen I could trade this one in without any gripe or like weird problems it hasn't been water damaged it hasn't been cracked it still works and shit you know I can use that jump program and trade it in finally usually with a cracked screen they're like nah you can't trade that shit in or you're going to still have to pay for it or whatever. But with this one. Take advantage of the fucking t Mode. Anyway. Uh, Tuesday spot gone. Only doing three sets a week now I guess. Unless I somehow finagle. Doing comedy on another night other than Tuesday and Sunday. That seems impossible. It seems impossibles. Impostables. That's what's happening. And okay, now that we've talked about that, put me in a nice down mood. We can go to sorting out dates. That's always fun, right? You ever sort out dates? March 13th, the first day I recorded, is also the first day on Twitter. And then, March 18th is the next day, which is today. So, in light of that situation, it seems the easiest option is to play the first recording, read all of the tweets, and then play the last two recordings. Let's see where the last the last tweets are. Seventeen hours ago. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Today's the 19th, by the way. The 18th and the 19th are the last ones. So we've got a structure. This podcast may end up being less than an hour long. The stand-ups are five minutes, four minutes, and six minutes the tweets are actually kinda we kinda got a lot of tweets but not an extreme amount of tweets getting that documentation done so once again order of operations we play the first stand up which is a great set it's uh, bar redux Tuesday night the set went really well first time recording this year and like I jumped back into it like double dutch shit (laughs) killing it killing it like I didn't do unrecorded undocumented stand-up for two months Killing it like I was a comedian for four years. a humble brag I humble bragged and I wanna it was undocumented unrecorded also because like the, the idea of me not recording my sets changing how I do stand up and then me recording my sets again changing again how I do stand up and then the idea that I'm always like attempting to do the newest jokes of mine and shit. Except for that <laughs> that long documented stint on you tweeted you it? where I was recording like the same jokes. Like I had a very tight rotation of uh shitty ghosts and doctors superpower and like those are tight in the rotation set them almost every set like that's a little ridiculous (laughs) I since transferred into the notebook shit and then not recording where I was... I don't even remember what jokes I was doing that's weird just the notebook I guess, the notebook and random shit anyway, fuck Fuck whatever's not documented, you know? <laughs> it's not available. My memories aren't available. Comics, uh, I don't really do shoutouts on this show. And... That's mostly because it's a weird occulty show. And I don't mean this one specifically being a weird occulty show. But overall this podcast is very weird and occulty. Speaking of, let's let's shuffle and get a reading on the Get a reading on how weird and occulty this show is. What does uh, Toth Deck say? How weird is it? We flip abundance. <laughs> Three of Cups. Abundance. It's an abundance of occulty weirdness. See? The Toth Deck doesn't. Well, I can't say it doesn't lie. Well, you know. The saying is it doesn't lie. But the saying might be lying. Anyway, so I don't really do shout outs all that often because, like, who wants to get shouted out on this podcast? People don't even mention this podcast most of the time. It hasn't been going strong or whatever, or consistent, or I don't know what other descriptive words other than strong and consistent. Anyway, it's definitely a thing, though. It's on the internet. We've got five listeners. They know who they are. I do not. That's cool. We don't need to know each other. We've got 643 downloads. Podcasts with 13 episodes have way more downloads than us. That's cool. You know, we're culty. We're fine where we're at. This is a podcast about documentation where I'm my biggest fan. That is totally fine. Whatever. Also, this is kind of like a little time machine. Or it used to be like a little time machine. I guess now it could get back to time machine status now that I'm current. Although I do say dates a lot. well I don't say years so maybe in like five years everybody will be like oh no what year was it (laughs) anyway me me trying to figure out how I want to word this story now that I'm adding real people to it how to best word it and maybe that's why I don't bring out reality into it cause then it could possibly get offensive and shit so I was talking to three comics about some shit uh... Dante Hale, Michael Grimm, and A.J. Bell we were outside hi-ho speaking and Dante was like, I'm giving you 30 minutes on my show. And I'm like, cool, that's what's up. And then he mentioned like the time I did like an, an hour, possibly. I think that was one of my first unrecorded, undocumented stand up sets. Where I went to Igor's, possibly the name of it. I think it's just called Igor's. It's on St. Charles. It was a Thursday show. And I went up there. I did my notebook material. Then I talked about some other shit. I wasn't recording. So I don't know how long it went. Dante says it was like an hour. Afterwards this couple was like. Holy shit. You were using quantum theory. And like. I like how you constructively used your theories. I may have talked about it on the podcast. I don't know how I would not have. Anyway. So AJ asks, How much time do I think I have accumulated as a comic? And I had to be like, Well, you know, I mean, like, for me, it's different. I'm a different kind of comic. For one, I'm not really trying to be famous I don't have that goal so like that changes how a comic is especially if he's he or she especially if they're good if they're good and they're not trying to be famous like it it changes their outlook on what they're doing on stage for me like trying to come up with new bits every off every so often, getting tired of my new bits and then coming up with newer ones instead of going back to the older ones. But at the same time, if I'm giving a long amount of time, I will go back to the old ones. So in that way I have probably a shitload of jokes. I don't even remember why I started this conversation. Why was I talking about this? Humble brag. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was saying, like, yeah, I've been doing it for four years. I probably got like an hour thirty minutes of material but also that is because i had to put the caveat which the caveat is real like in new orleans we had the opportunity when i started there was an open mic every night and i went to them all, and that was very much thanks to young funny sensei genre uh... who Went to more open mics than I did, and book shows and shit. Like, his free time was open mic time. And so, like, I pretty much just tagged along most days. And I was like, okay, I'll go here. Oh, you're going where tonight? Okay, count me in, I'm going too. So for the first three years of my stand-up career, I was legitimately doing like six sets a week on average. Sometimes eight, you know, because we have nights where there's two comedy shows in a week. I mean, on on the same night, two shows in a night. So like upwards of eight sets a week on good weeks for like three years straight. <laughs> so I've done a lot of fucking sets. Like I like, when people like think I carry myself weird in public, like, especially off stage, going on stage and then coming off stage again. Like, I might go and kill or whatever, but I'm still not going to be all like, Oh yeah, I'm a veteran comedian, look at me. I should hang out with the cool comedian kids, because I'm a kick-ass and I kill every time. Which I don't kill every time. And that's kind of like a personal choice most of the time. Especially if I get on stage blank and blank. That's definitely a personal choice to not go into old bits and to just flounder instead of (laughs) instead of doing old bits just flounder that's another thing I want to say even though I've most likely said it before Uh, sensei genre taught me like being the greatest comedian and being the greatest comedian isn't about killing every time you know being the best isn't about a constant kill it's about the potential of that kill (laughs) you know it's knowing you got the potential to, to be the best knowing you are the best and you've got that potential in you but you still do other shit, you know. Still got that aptitude to bomb or to to reach for the stars and try to get deep, get introspective. But yeah, doing comedy a shitload because I think it's really helped my bits and stuff although it's possible that it has not the only thing that it has helped is my stage presence cause if I think about it I've been writing the whole time just continuously writing new shit and newer shit and other shit and shit that's reflection of my life in whatever moment Not believing in truth and studying gods. Those were some great fucking bits that I came up with during those times. That I don't do anymore. Like, I want to document some of the bit ideas. Some of my old bit ideas. Just in case, like, I ever try to reach back in there. So, like... Finding myself in movies, the villain, petting the cat that was a good one. Say a lot of sacrilegious things me and Jesus will see eye to eye, disciples or naysayers. that was a good one. um. There was a hit or miss one about doing black magic and Jesus and the devil. That was always hit or miss, depending on the structure of how I set up that joke and, and like, accomplished it. On time, God, yes he is. That's why God is black. That's fucking sticking with that one. Horrible Secrets, I pulled that out. I pulled that out maybe on these recordings. And then there's other shit that's been recorded on here. I feel like he used to talk about some real cool shit. But it's probably all documented on you tweeted. You mean it. We've effectively talked for the beginning of the program. About some random shit. Some stand up shit. Some humble bragging. Some mentor shit. Some bragging shit. I'll be killing it. I'm killing it on stage, guys. I'm killing it. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm gonna shift in my seat a little. Oh, my foot's asleep. Multiple people during my stand up career have told me. I remind them of Stephen Wright. So today I watched Stephen Wright's special. And I mean like I guess. Like he does have some out there shit. where he's just talking about like. You mentioned time travel at one point. That was pretty funny. Some, like, off-the-wall, play-on-words type shit. But it's, like, one-liners. And now, like, that I've seen a special, the next time somebody tells me they remind that I remind them of Stephen Wright, it will, to me, be like, well, no, I guess... I guess the cadence is there, but, like, his, I guess, I don't know, I don't know if they're talking about the special or him as a person, or just the cadence, because his cadence was there, but, like, it was slow and, like, shit and mumbly, but, like,
1: there's
0: also rapid-fire one-liners, like, I'm not a, I'm not a one-liner guy. Whatever. What I was going to say is when... Next time somebody tells me that... I'll just think that they don't understand what I'm saying. Because, like... I watched the special... And people would clap. It's like he's got the cadence down. Where... bum pa bum 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 You know? That wasn't the specific cadence. But, like, that's like the... This is the setup, this is the setup, this is the punchline. And then people would clap and like laugh. Like they didn't even have to honestly hear or understand what he was saying. But they were still clapping. Like sometimes his joke wasn't even finished. (laughs) And like that does happen to me sometimes. And like there I think we we got the connection where the audience doesn't understand this but it is still hilarious because of the the gall, the gusto the the audacity that he is straight faced speaking about these things and there we find similarity but when an audience feels the need to tell me that i'll just imagine that oh, they probably didn't understand what i was saying but they got the cadence and they thought it was funny because they could see me not making a lot of facial expressions while talking. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take the compliment. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I'm gonna have to set up the keyboard again. Be
1: doo,
0: beaty, do, doo, do doo, do do doo, doo, do side of that, but I know how I ended it. Order of operations, <clears throat> first comedy set, we'll speak on it, then with tweets, we'll speak on them, and then the last two comedy sets, we'll speak on them. Then, spiritual warfare to real car battle. Strap in, young lads. This podcast is longer than an hour. What about just doing breathing exercises (laughs) before we started? This moment helps me like speak to myself. I listen to the recordings and I record when I listen to that recording, you know? And then I listen to that. And that's the part I love. I love it when it's twice removed. Twice removed from this moment. Yeah. And I think that's kinda unfair to my audience sometimes that I'm performing for myself. But it is very addictive, you know? Like, I can say cool things to myself and go, I'm gonna love that later. <laughs> Remember when you said you were gonna love that later? Oh shit, you hear me. You know, I can say that type of shit. Like, you guys, this
1: present moment, ever connected connecting your past and your future at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys ever time travel? <laughs> shit is addictive, man. You guys, I'm in the, the process of writing a novel. Uh, this is the first time I've ever called it a novel. It feels extremely pretentious, which fits. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, oh, you guys. And like, my main character is smarter than me. So I'm kind of like mad at him, you know? Fuck this guy. I made you. Stop being that smart, you know? <laughs>
1: You guys ever write a character that's (laughs) fun? You wanna buy a person? You guys I took I took drugs,
0: I took ayahuasca drugs, the DMT shit, and like I wasn't sure if it worked right. You ever be like pretentious with drugs? (laughs) <laughs> like, that's supposed to be the drug that, like, you release when you die and shit. You know, it's supposed to be, like, the master psychedelic drug. And I took it and I was like, is this all that is? is this all it does? You know, I want more. You know, I used to have this bit about how we're making shit ghosts. But honestly, I think we're just making immortal people. Like, you know, people who will die and be like, is this all that is? Fuck it, I'm coming back as a zombie. I've got monster mash on these bitches, you know what I'm saying? Fuck I used to think we were making shit ghosts. I'm not gonna go into that bit. So that was a transition into that. <laughs> I took drugs, ayahuasca shit, and like, it made me realize some shit about myself. You know? Like, my sexuality. You ever realize your sexuality on psychedelic drugs? Like, my sexuality is very questionable, you know? I like to refer to it as a quantum computer qubit. You know? Like it's often in parallel universes. Hello, <laughs> <little> quantum
1: computers. That <laughs> bitch for me. That bit is recorded, you guys heard it. But <laughs> well, you guys I are
0: mean, me. I... that I never, like, I never see myself in romantic relationships with men. Like, ever. Like, if you ever, I don't know if anybody, like, is gay, like, has gay dreams also. (laughs) Like, I'm bi and I never have gay dreams. And I'm like, what the, what's up with that? You know? (laughs) Was I born this way to not have gay dreams? Are my dreams sexist? My spirit
1: guided sexes. I did have this one ayahuasca trip where like I had like long beautiful hair
0: and like myself was calling me pretty and I was like oh my god you know like, I felt so beautiful in that moment. It was like my feminine side got a makeover that day and then everybody was there and there was a, a news crew. And they were like, oh, you're so beautiful. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That guy's fine, (laughs) Bruce. That was the first stand-up set that I recorded this year! And look at this! I'm about to delete it! Delete. Delete forever. Delete. Now it's gone. So that was cool. I mean like... The set was like... It was more amazing to do in the moment than it was funny for me here. In this moment. at one point I think I fake laughed over here while playing the keyboard I was like ha ha and like I feel weird about that now that I fake laughed you know three seconds ago well, not that three seconds ago but like <laughs> whatever anyway so like the downfall with that one is the new bit Area, the new bit section. There were not very many new bits, honestly. There was the writing the character that's smarter than me bit, and then a bit about ayahuasca. Oh, wait, that was undocumented, unrecorded, yeah. So I guess that's. But I mean, being addicted to the recordings is. An old bit that's been documented, definitely. I remember hearing it. Whatever, that set did not have very many new bits. Not very many. But I did talk about Ayahuasca. Which was a journey I took. And we'll talk about it during and after the tweets after these tweet messages well, not a perfect time to clap but like I legitimately wasn't ready like I'm not even looking at the tweets right now I'm looking at the program that's recording this I'm looking at the little blue lines it's because we we're still talking about the set I mean, I'm going to appreciate it more in the in the future when I'm listening to this episode and I hear it again. I'm going to appreciate it for the audience reactions. There was some good audience reaction. There was the, the last bit. I was talking about my feminine side getting a makeover and being called beautiful. And then at one point, this lady in the audience says something. That like I resonated with or whatnot, and I was like, that person, that dude's Byron Presar, that was most likely a woman in my sexes. Thank you guys. So like that kind of made it a joke. So the pers- that crowd reaction, made my bit a bit, <laughs> made my rambles a bit more like, more like right, because <laughs> I didn't have like a punchline. I was just trying to spin out of it. And then the lady gave me an out. And then it's like... It's just interesting, I guess, to hear. But it wasn't like comedy yet. But the last set... (laughs) The last set is some shit. Uh, I'm going to talk about the, the... the two last recordings I have right now before I do tweets, because after I finish tweets, I'm going to talk about the tweets and not the stand-up. Well, before I do the stand-up, maybe I'll talk about the stand-up. Yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> so I guess it's time for the tweets. Stop rambling on. Let's see where the time's at. are almost an hour in. I doubt it's going to take me very long to get through these tweets. It's less than seven days. I think. I don't really know. Doesn't really matter. We're still in the teens. That was the 13th, is the date we're starting on. And we're at the 18th or 19th. 19th. So anyway, I guess uh, for some reason I don't want to start the tweets, like I have unfinished business, but I don't. Flipping a card. Let's let's see what do you, what does the Toth deck, Alistair Crowley Toth deck, have to say about unfinished business? And if I have any, that's a complicated question. Let's see if it'll answer, and what type of answer we'll get. What do you have to say about my unfinished business? And if I have any, we're flipping. We get N word, Prudence, Eight of Discs, uh, Prudence is a tree thing with eight flowers growing up out of the ground. They're very symmetrical and they got a circle with a dot on it at the top. It's a green circle with a dot but I mean it's pretty much still a black dot. Or a black hole with the event horizon and it was inwards. I don't know. Take it how you want. It, prudence, inward prudence. That's how the Toth deck feels about my unfinished business, and if I have any prudence. So uh, we're gonna get into the tweets. I want to look at the spike for my clap, uh, even though I'm I'm not gonna be picky about the clap spikes, but I do want to see what they look like, so I'll know how to recognize them. When I'm looking for the spot that my tweets start. Oh, you ready for some tweeters? Check out my latest podcast. You tweeted, you meaned it, episode 73. Holy shit, I've lost so many followers. Currently at 931. And that's a whole lot further than 950 than I am comfortable with. It's prime time, impression getting time. Prime, you know, tweeple. It's the perfecto time to get into the swing, back into the rhythm, into the pulse of life, and get down and dirty with the details, and get high and strong out with the letters and spacing. Then, we can round it all out. I'm about to venture back into the written word, you guys. I'm going to write some more of my book tonight. Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff. Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book. It's basically Thursday morning, and I did Comedy Tuesday, and that was legit as fuck. And it was fun, and it was recorded. I've done ayahuasca three times in the past month, and had legit revelations going on. It doesn't feel tweet-worthy, honestly. IDK, what's tweet-worthy these days anymore was a tweet anyway. If anything, further proof that I can't go insane, but can be confused. I had not gone deep, but had definitely heard quite a few opinions on the ayahuasca experience. And my trip was not the same. And I was like, what the fuck? Did I do it wrong? And so I tried again and again and hashtag yo. I did not do it wrong. I had researched such a level of gnosis and balance that I no longer could get the same experience that people without my level of understanding get from the ayahuasca. Well, I want to brag, but it was really disappointing. My last or latest trip under the ayahuasca tree was pretty interesting. I went with a strong intention on going to another world, seeing God talking to aliens. In my mind, I I already knew why I hadn't seen them on the past two trips, but I was hoping to be overwhelmed by force. My mind showed me a side of myself who made bad decisions. Well, not even showed me, but mentioned me. Like, you know the side of you that wants to watch porn all the time? The part of you is turned on by voyeurism? Here, it can be isolated and observed. Trap card set. I observed the part of myself and took me no time to think, Okay, kill him. And I was talking about me laughing my ass off. Right after wanting to kill a part of my own damn self, I realized I failed the test to see if I had matured and wouldn't pull out a sword and become the usurper again. Ayahuasca was showing me that the raw consume first thing later mentality I grew is still alive and well. I then agreed that maybe it was a good idea not to animate any gods or aliens for me. In this first trip, there were people present, but I didn't know I was really on the trip. Now, the first trip, looking back, was a great trip. I figured what would happened was that I would see my death or experience it or something cool and what I got was a hospital scene where people were concerned for someone dying but it felt much like a dream or a normal projection. Like I can imagine with just as much color and animation the space I was in I can and do play in that space often. I was so sad to find out that that was the out of body experience people were raving about. Worst part was that since I turned my wisdom into knowledge I controlled the trips. Oh ayahuasca a lucid dream drug it was perfect for meditation i was perfectly aware of my body the whole time just thinking of things and seeing them and contemplating on that second trip was different second trip under the ayahuasca tree was out of curiosity and impatience i took a small amount and put on music and turned out the lights also first trip i was introduced to mimosa hostilis tree so second trip i went back to visit first trip i threw up twice maybe i drank twice the first time probably threw up twice. Second trip, I didn't throw up at all. Second trip, me and Mimosa Hostilus really connected on some shit. I spent three hours rocking my head back and forth, hoping to induce some out-of-body or out-of-world travel, but alas, I already know the only place to go is inside. Sigh. Anyway, the rocking really calmed MH down. It was like we were both swaying in the breeze. I meditated in the lucid dream for hours, asking questions about the tree and reminiscing on things in my life. I invited MH, tree, in inside of me and it accepted the invitation with open branches. I think that's the trip where the quote about ego death comes from. Third trip was confirmation that a lucid dream was all I was going to get. I didn't make an honest communication with MH, but I did see him. I invited MH inside and all, but wasn't about to be hospitable. I threw up that trip lol. Also got my confirmation of lucidity. So cool things learned from ayahuasca. I was shown some cool shit with my book and the progression and how Rick can't really be the villain in the story where everyone's immortal and destiny is in the hands of the beholder. That was trip one. Trip two coined the cool ass quote that I may have put on Facebook. Ego death is ripping yourself a new one so well that you are no longer what is ripped, but the whole. Somewhere under the ayahuasca tree, I was consoled about not remembering my childhood with the info that I have always been the observer. The way people talk about themselves as if they observed themselves. You, on the other hand, observed what was your interest, not your yourself. So yeah, I do remember my childhood. I played with toys a lot. I watched a shitload of movies, was into video games and books and all those things. I put my awareness on, make up my childhood, not other people's perception of my own personality, as if I lived outside of me. Third trip was some shit. I asked the tree a question about why rings denote how old the tree is. and MH responded that each winter it dies and each spring it comes back, and that makes rings. So how many rings is how many deaths or how many winters and i didn't google it my biggest trip was that i didn't see any of the geometric shapes or patterns i was like what the fuck how did i get so much stability that i can't enjoy the simple pleasures anymore Ooh, third trip i let my thinking get in the way and that was fun so the third trip was me trying to force something out of my control to happen so i was thinking a lot during it and adepts know that thinking ruins the moment most times so my brain voice was talking and the words were appearing i started the stream of conscious thinking, but was too in my head to say anything dangerous. I would start rambling and then push back to F words like friends, fun, family, food, then good times, and the T would hit me like a cross. And then I got stuck on C words for a while. Each sound gave off different vibrations which was visible like vibrations in water, and I guess different colors. Cool thing is the sound was internal, like a song stuck in the head, and that talking stream of consciousness is what I wanted to kill a few minutes later, lol. I dream every night. I'm not impressed by a drug that lets me do it when I'm awake, but I mean now that I know that's what it does, I could better decide what to do with it. I do dream every night and remember them, but I am not full lucid in the dreams like on the drug. I could use it to meditate like a goddamn boss or use it to learn how to go full out-of-body lucid during dreams. Also, the nigga7bomar be using that shit with his eyes open. I did get a glimpse around with it and saw wavy lights around things. That's something. Prime time impression time. Prime lets me down tonight. Twitter. My YouTube video likes have been getting better impressions than these tweets. Where the hood at? 132 words today and that's rounding up. Also, today counts for Wednesday night and not Thursday morning. Although it is most definitely Thursday morning. Word count is 132 and that's better than nothing. Don't forget to check out the latest episode of YouTube he tweeted, you mean it, this episode I finished documenting backlog tweets. That means next episode will be what I want it to be, and it will be this and that. He tweeted, you mean it, episode 73. Hello Twitter, we've grown a follower since the last time I was here. I'm listening to at Kendrick Lamar, but before that I was listening to Stephen King It on audiobook. I bought it on Audible a few years ago, and I don't know if I actually finished it or not. It's weird. I don't want to type about it, but I also don't want to type about what I'm listening to. To before going to type the book. What I do want to do is sing along to section 80 like I used to back in college. Not knowing half the words, but knowing. It feels like there's a mosquito in my room and it's dark in here. Not that I'd be able to find a sneaky mosquito in the light either. Sometimes I wonder if my typing is loud enough to be disturbing. IDK, I enjoy the sound of typing, especially typewriters. They have the coolest noises. Speaking of cool noises, I have to press soft rubber when I press the letter C because the button broke and it's weird, I guess. For the longest, I would just lay the broken key button over the soft rubber of the C, but it would always bounce out and get in the way of VFDX keys. I still have the broken C button cover thing, and that's useless information for ya ass. Give me those impressions, damn it. Motherfucker, I just saw the mosquito pass my arm. I knew I was getting eaten, but I wasn't sure. But I knew it, and now I know I want to hide. Smart man would create false flags, aka other sources of light, on the opposite side of the room. Even a smaller light, under this one, would help draw out the sneaky mosquito. Next time I see him, I'm swinging. How am I supposed to type this book? It bit my wrist. My wrist itches. I typed a sentence. It begins. Also, I'm going big. So, I'm I'm growing big, my I'm growing big, my I'm growing big, too many niggas and not enough holes. and some of you niggas is acting like hoes, too many niggas and not enough holes. nigga right now, it's now or never, I looked at my twitter statistics and there was one month I tweeted 400 times and gained 17,000 impressions, and I'm proud of that month, let's do it again, I don't need substance to reach that goal, do I? Why? Volumes should suffice. I should totally type way more than that one sentence, but if I don't, I'm okay. It's better than nothing. No pressure. I kinda wanna shave off my facial hair. If only to stop pulling it out. High power. Visions of Martin Luther stammering at me. Still typing. Section 80 ended and now I'm listening to Overly Dedicated. Still on that Kendrick. Word count for today is 373. I put out a nice number of words. Typed a few paragraphs. The story is progressing. Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff. Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book. I got the music going and the beer next to me, but writing is not the next step. It is the next logical step. The step wanted to travel, that's not right. It's the step that should be traveled. I wanna really go on Netflix or Couch Tuner and watch something. I even read the latest two paragraphs and have an idea of what's happening next. I missed a day yesterday, zero word count. Missing today would be bad, unworthy, uncouth, most deaf. I wanna watch the ritual. I wanna watch the new episode of the Alienist. I want to watch the latest two episodes of Channel Zero Butcher's Block. What I need to figure out is how the conversation ends. I need to end the connection but with Billy learning something from the flaming woman who remains unnamed at the moment. The work breathes and its breath makes me nervous. She's sat down and is waiting. Maybe she wants in on the game. Maybe she wants to compete. If she competes, what's the harm in that? The story is Billy's awareness. I wouldn't have to worry about what she does until they meet again. If they do ever meet again what's the benefit of making her equal as fuck oh shit yes yes the train is leaving for the destination that i'm longing for motherfucker her equal is different in all the right ways and this we get to learn from in the best way but where does that revolution lead us more or less in control of what is turning out to be more and more like how i'm learning shit really does work a collective projection all this self but we are all individually in charge of our projections i'm not just me i'm you I'm in charge, and so in turn are you. Oh shit, nigga. If I imagine the flaming people as white, which I kinda do, and the intuitions as black, if everyone or a lot of flaming people have their intuitions walking around, it'll be black and white people. This was dumb. Black and white people? Shut the fuck up, idiot. Back to important shit. What does one intuition say to the other intuition? Do we not inhabit the same space? I'm at 158 word count for today. I could go back and write more, but I doubt it will go up more than 200. What I did do, along with the two or three paragraphs I typed, is go back in the story and read some and add chapter separations. Chapter 12 was like 38 pages long before I went back and separated some events into chapters. Now I'm on chapter 15, and it's close to the end of chapter 15. Also, those 158 words were only two paragraphs, honestly. LOL. I got a comment on chapter 12, though. That shit go hard as fuck. I shouldn't talk about it in numbers, but in reference. The action chapter of the war is fucking legitimate as fuck yo I'm gonna have to type more of that shit in there later it was entertaining as fuck Billy's already learned some tricks on how to blend into the fight without exerting concentration or energy but when he's walking around with me it's fight or flight and there's nowhere to fight to ah it'll be fun 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 I think I'm gonna go to sleep last night's dream was fun and I'm hoping for the nights to be quite entertaining also I'm excited tonight was for stand-up I am on the keyboard with music playing and a water by my side I could fit in a few sentences. I really just wanted to tweet about how well the stand-up went. It went so well. So well. And you'll hear it. And I'll love it. And all that. I'm listening to Heaven Upside Down. And I have a hard time liking the album. But I think I do like it. It took me more than three listens to get into Pale Emperor. I think this album would take a few more listens. It's repetitive. It's harsh. It's dirty. I'ma like it. We know where you fucking live. Hashtag Heaven Upside Down. 19 words before I fell asleep. Man. And Manson still playing. I'm glad it wasn't too loud. So, duty for me, I my I'm break. Cue the evil apologize. Oh,
1: never
0: Head like a haunted house um, Singing Queens of the Stone Age Those were tweets that I read previously uh, I guess we can go back through the tweets And see what's commentable Commentable I reread a few pages of the day Billy fell off the Cliff, and I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the plot that I wrote. I liked how it all comes together, and it splits up, and I liked the dialogue that went between the characters and right now, I'm stuck on a part of the book where there's a a third party, let's say because that's a general term and it doesn't apply specifically to the number of parties to where it's just like a stranger party mean a third party just means a stranger party not the literal number 3 party anyway so there's a stranger involved in the story and like that's throwing me off because like i mean like when they're in their own isolated incident the three of the characters are in their own isolated incident then they'll fuck around with each other and like they'll talk shit you know and like bounce ideas off of each other but when you add the other person then it's like you let one person lead you let one person lead the attack you come in if they need backup and it's like a A cordial politeness going on. With the third party interaction. So I'd like to get back to the. The personality of the characters. By ending the conversation. With the third party. But before I do that I gotta. Contribute to the story. Or what if I don't. What if that was just like a, nah, I'm gonna contribute to the story. (laughs) What if that was just a, a, a chapter of fruitless endeavor? Dropped a bunch of tarot cards. Picking them up. Picking him up. Still one on the floor. If it's only one, we'll flip it. It is only one. And it is sorrow. Three of Swords. I think it was sorry because it was the last one to be picked up. Intellectual sorrow. Three of Swords. The Wind. Rada. Um, what else was there there was the ayahuasca shit Uh, I pretty much thoroughly went through it on the tweets talk about the words appearing that shit was cool and like I'm not gonna say it's uncommon for me to to have shit playing in my head even even music and shit like when the tweets ended I was singing head like a haunted house because there was a riff in my head and like it's hard to talk about your inner voice i don't know if some people don't have inner voices i don't think <laughs> like i could say that because it's not all the time that i have an inner voice like when i'm talking i guess i guess the inner voice is a little bit silent when i'm talking i still think i guess i don't know i don't think a lot <laughs> I store my knowledge uh, off-site. But anyway... Intervoice is cool. Uh, The idea of it... the words showing up. See, like... where I was talking about not getting the geometric shapes and, like, the... the knowledge that I've learned is ruined the simple things. It's because, like... (laughs) before I went on the trips I I didn't even research ayahuasca as much as I researched the space that is a free manifestation it's described as by Seven Bomar um, like free energy manifestation like where anything you think you will create and he explains this this space a lot and he talks about being balanced and understanding yourself so that when you're thrust into this space where anything you think is manifested you won't manifest some crazy shit so like I've already been warned of that so and I mean I travel the dark ocean and shit Which is going to be the second... No, not the second. It's going to be a part of the day Billy fell off the cliff. After he leaves the world of fire. He's going to eventually end up in the dark ocean. Eventually. Who knows how many books that'll be. From now. But yeah. So the lucid dream state was not what I was expecting when consuming the tea and to be honest the colors were kinda weak like it and I think that's mostly because I was aware that I was aware I was aware that I was awake I mean the first trip I'm really talking about the third trip where I was, like, trying to force some shit. So, like, my my thinking voice, my in- inner voice was on, on talk mode. It was on, like, you know, trying to figure out how to do some shit. So I was, like, thinking, thinking this, thinking that. And even that phrase, thinking this, thinking that, that started to, like, vibrate. And I was like, holy shit, I could see my inner voice, like, vibrations. (laughs) It was like, chicken to Chinese, the Chinese chicken, chicken to Chinese. (laughs) I did that shit (laughs) for, like, five, a good five minutes. And I was like, high speed words. And chicken to China, the Chinese chicken was like one of the the main ones because I was like that's something I know and that's something that seems very innocent innocent is a good word It seems innocent it seems like it doesn't mean anything and like that was a cool phrase to repeat and then I started venturing into real words and I realized the F words were like even safer. So it's like friends, family, fun. And like that was that was cool words to see. But then I said time. And I was like oh that's weird. <laughs> so when I crossed over into weird land. Started getting these like. These thoughts like different I started getting these thoughts like is that like a a part of me or whatever? And then I was like part of me and then I was like compartmentalization then like there was this there's also this part of me that does this and there's the give voice to the part of me that wants to see this in this, in this situation. You know, or where I'm, I'm not giving voice to the part of me that wants this. And then, like, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I can isolate parts of myself. I should attack. You know, attack and change, attack, consume and change. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's like the the thing that I'm trying trying not to do is attack, consume and change. I'm trying to observe and none of those words are observe. they you know, I have like consume attack change. They're all like hard hard words. You know? That was like the coolest thing, that was the coolest revelation, honestly. Where I was like, oh shit, you tricked me, ayahuasca. Or just me, honestly. I tricked myself. Failed the test. Where I didn't pull out a sword, but I did go on the offensive. At least in theory, in thought. Not in practice, but in thought. And that was enough for me to be like... Ah, yeah, I guess if there was like a... If I can convince myself that something was talking to me... Then... That would give me enough reason... To pull out the sword again. (laughs) So it's like, why even... Why even go through the process of pretending... You're talking to a god or an alien if you're just gonna you know like deny it or consume it or attack it like you already know all the self so why convince yourself that you're talking to something that isn't yourself that was the main thing And I was like, I guess so, you know, like it would have been cool. It would have been a nice story to tell people or, you know, like a cool experience to have. It's like, oh yeah, I ran into one of those aliens you were talking about and I totally ate it and destroyed its world and uh, now it's a place I visit to vacation from reality. (laughs) You know, totally, (laughs) totally like put a shadow over everybody else's shared visions so yeah I mean like but the first trip where I didn't know I was tripping or not because I'm used to that space already like just the meditation all then again maybe I'm used to that space because I meditated while on LSD before also probably while on shrooms maybe but LSD was like that seemed to give me more colorful visuals than the than the T did (laughs) the DMT which is weird but like it wasn't I don't know, it was kind of almost the same thing, but like... DMT felt more dreamy... Ayahuasca felt more like... Wait, Ayahuasca and DMT the same thing... LSD felt more like the... I don't know, it was kind of like the same area. And I think that's specific to me. Because that's the area I go to. I was like... So even before LSD and shit and any psychedelic drug... Oh yeah, I mean... Also before any psychedelic drugs I created... Oh, I didn't create... Well, maybe I created... I don't know. I don't want to... I don't want to claim creatorship. I was in the land of fire before any psychedelic drugs. And I was in the dark ocean before psychedelic drugs... And in the the inner Amenti, the walls that I cleaned with fire, which I don't don't visit that place very often anymore. But, like, those spaces are in the same space that meditating on psychedelics takes me. So I am accustomed to these areas already. So it was like, I took it the first time and I was in that area, but I was kind of like watching TV and like i was in total observe mode even though i was in a familiar area i was like observing so i was like oh maybe the tree will take the wheel on what it what's manifesting and i think i met the tree the first trip because i was thinking about it and i was like why don't you take the wheel tree <laughs> then, like, showed itself growing and shit. I was like, you want to see my wheel? Here we go, this is how a tree grows. I was like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you ever watch a tree grow? I mean, like, I guess that's a fulfilling trip. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, I shouldn't insult the trees. But it was interesting and i saw like more shit that time because i wasn't pushing anything i was just living it and I asked a few questions just because i was in the familiar space of manifesting my thoughts into vision so i was like eh, you know what about let us ask about the fire world in the day Billy fell off the cliff and I was on the specific part I think where the two the third party was just connecting to Billy and they were sharing darknesses of self reflection which legitimately is how you describe the space that I was saying I was familiar with it's legitimately the darkness of self reflection that's that's what I that's what I was explaining in my book The Day Billy Fell Off the Cliff when he goes into the darkness of self-reflection it's that space where and like he knows how to use it in the book and a lot of people use it dif- differently and Rick explains that part Rick is part of the normal party he's not the third party although he's like an offshoot of the normal party Rick is the pathfinder the one who tells you if anything's been done or not before anyway the darkness is self-reflection in there I was like yeah I mean like what's gonna happen are they gonna start trading souls you know is Rick gonna be like a slave trader because he's he's the pathfinder and he's ambitious and he's unapologetic and manipulative so like he would totally be a slaver if he could if he figured out it was lucrative and gonna end, or gonna lead to more things but then I was like wait a minute they're immortal Rick's immortal at this point, Billy's immortal, so worst case scenario, the only thing that happens is Billy finds Rick, and once again tells him, only I can judge me, and once I realize that, that only I could judge me thing, then like, would, <laughs> who is Billy to call Rick a villain, you know, only Rick can judge his intuition. Billy's only in charge of his intuition. You know. The only problem arises if Rick overcomes Billy. Then that's Billy's problem. That's not Rick's problem. Rick overcame something. He's good. You know. (laughs) It's Billy's problem for being oppressed. If he gets oppressed. And if he's not oppressed. Then he's good. So like that. Was explained in the darkness of self reflection by my intuition, also known as me. (laughs) But yeah, in the first trip, I saw people, and since I was observing and watching like TV, I didn't react in any way, like, I wasn't present in the vision, I was just observing the visions. It wasn't a dream world specifically. It was like observing my dream, but it was almost like observing someone else's dream because it didn't seem to have anything to do with me at first. Like, there was like this hospital waiting room, and like two people I didn't know, I was observing them in the waiting room, like huddled together, crying, and talking to each other about like whether somebody in the ICU would live or not and like I was like this is <laughs> why am I seeing this this is so random and then I was like oh wait I related to myself what if they're talking about me I'm a ghost hovering over this thing what if this is the manifestation of my I'm gonna my uh, uh oh jeez, there's a perfect word for it it's a manifestation of my assumption that I'm going to see what happens when I die <laughs> that was the <laughs> that was it, I was like yeah, like w- what do you think is gonna happen <laughs> like <laughs> it was very like plain and like uh, it, that was legitimate like, for me to think I would see, like, this amazing shit, and, like, go and get judged, and, <laughs> and like, legitimately go through the process, but it was like, no, nah, it's just a hospital waiting room, and people are sad. Two people are sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good times. Where are we at time-wise, it's probably one forty three you are not bad. you're probably at one one thirty eight yeah, yeah, I think you're at one thirty eight. It's a judgment call as you get to the things I was talking about ayahuasca. in the book figuring out how the conversation ends my first trip and I was actually on my first trip still I talked about the third trip where well I guess since I talked about the first one I observed and shit that trip also with the idea that Seven Bomar uses it and then like, opens his eyes. Because if you close your eyes, you go into the darkness of self-reflection, where you manifest whatever you think about. But if you open your eyes, supposedly your third eye is open, and like, you could see things in a different light. Which, I mean like, I saw the door breathing, that was pretty cool like it it would move inward and outward like in a breath pattern and there were like like uh, trails of light when things moved that was pretty cool so the idea of using it with your eyes open and just like going and looking at things and studying things It would be more beneficial to do it in nature, of course. You look at living things and shit with your third eye open. That would be pretty cool. So, like, that's another aspect that I have not done yet. But we talked about first trip. Second trip with some shit where since I had met Mimosa Hostilis the first time I decided to go and talk to Mimosa Hostilis. I only took like two sips I was like let me talk to this tree see what's up, see if the first trip was really how it goes see if something different happens this time Let's see if I can not throw up in the first 30 seconds. That was like one of the main goals was not throwing up in the first 30 seconds. And I ended up not throwing up at all. (laughs) Like, (laughs) which is, I don't want to say it's unheard of, because I haven't researched people who do ayahuasca all the time. But like, that's one of the main bullet points of ayahuasca, you throw up and you shit yourself like that's bullet point number one you're gonna throw up but I did not (laughs) and I think that's because I talked to the tree and like we bonded on some shit we bonded on some cool shit and listened to music that trip I don't even remember anything much other than like connecting with the tree and talking about ego death. Uh, maybe that was the one where I learned about my childhood or something. Ask the tree about my childhood. <laughs> Third trip, I talked about with the manifestation of the words. What else was there, the third one? No, that was about it. One, two, and three all come together to make me realize that I've got balance. whoopsie do for balance. Whoop de do for balance. Whoop de do for balance. All right, now, weirdly we're going to have to talk about the stand-up sets before we do them do them i mean press play on them first set is at hi-ho lounge hi-ho 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 sitting at hi-ho where uh... which was yesterday actually <laughs> so like my set at hi-ho I wanted to do new jokes, I was like, I gotta do new material, only new material, and I didn't really prepare anything, I was like nervous and voice recorder shy. But weirdly, the crowd compliments me a lot in this one, and then like, Two people after the set were like, that was a good set. So, like, I'm confused as to if I will think this one is funny or not. But, like, it felt like a bomb. Felt like a bomb. Let's see what it is. Here we go. Voice recording number two. March 18th. Twice removed stand-up. <laughs> That's the part that I'm like, oh yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it makes me take the meaning out of this part, where I'm legitimately doing stand-up. i like the twice removed stand-up more than doing stand-up. That's not who you get us. That's unfair. Okay.
1: Shout out to me later. You know, you guys, present moment, hang with your past and your future at the same time. (laughs)
0: exactly a bomb. Honestly, that was a weird set. I wouldn't call it a bomb, but I would call it
1: deleted.
0: Deleted.
1: Get out of my phone.
0: Next, we have voice recording number three, which is Buddha Belly. A six-minute set from Buddha Belly. I gotta pee. This sucks. This sucks. Should I wait six minutes to pee? No, I should not wait six minutes to pee. Ooh, I know what I'll do. I want... Excuse me. (laughs) That was a funny bunch. (laughs) I wanted to do some cool shit with the uh... this shit (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to rap. So in dancing to this, I kind of don't have to pee anymore. But that does not mean I'm not going to go. So you can listen to this shit while I go take my spit out of my dick. I spit out, of my dick. <laughs> but I would just started rhyming up sitting on my dick, being on my dick, peeing in the toilet. Is like sitting on my dick into a trash can, into a little dip, little dip of the toilet, bitch. I gotta sit on the toilet seat when I think of piss. cause my dick's so long. I don't wanna get rid of it. Get rid of it like cutting it off, circumcision in this bitch. Doctors fucking up street every day and picking people's dicks crooked. Hey, what the fuck do we do with that shit? Can't even fit it in a biscuit. Not in a patty in a motherfucking crappy patty in a crappy patty apple ass attic. Alright, Alright, this stupid. Toe. My toe's okay though. That rhymes. Woo! If you thought that was cool, shit. Do I got some shit for you? This podcast is becoming longer and longer by the second. But I mean I guess that's what happens with time. So, we're going to flip a card. This card is going to be about how that set went. What is the card Toth deck? The Alistair Crowley Toth deck, what do you think of that set? The Toth deck says, happiness. Nine of Cups. The Toth Tech is happy about that set and you should be too. Next we got voice recording number three, a six minute set from Buddha Belly. That is fucking amazing. I mean, fucking amazing in like delivery maybe, I guess? I don't know. I know it's gonna be loud. It's it's definitely going to be loud. It's going to start soft, go loud. I remember that. It was this morning. Yep, it's still. Oh, no, never mind. It's the next day already. (laughs) So it was yesterday. It was actually like 24 hours ago. It was at 12 a.m. and it's 12 a.m. now. this podcast is long this podcast is long I gotta get ready to play keyboard or whatever that was fun. It was fun, and now it's gone. Deleted. And I have no stand up on my phone. Super stand up on my phone. Super stand up on my phone. That was a fun stand up bit. I went in and I attacked with energy this moment, I was a little bit preoccupied with what I was playing on the keyboard. I don't remember the first bits. I do remember the ayahuasca bits. Those I'm definitely keeping. You'll hear them on the next recorded stand-up. Possibly next episode. Um, that was cool uh, I kind of enjoyed the 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 synergy of the episode where like I talked about a few different subjects like three different subjects <laughs> to stand up ayahuasca and the day that they fell off the cliff and I stayed on those three subjects in different mediums talking tweets and stand up I talked about character I talked about Billy being smarter than me writing a novel that sounds pretentious that was one of the bits I don't know I'll listen to it over I don't know why I'm stressing over it like, I need to remember now. Like, I'm doing stand up tomorrow. And I am doing stand up tomorrow. But only one set because Mags is kaput. God damn it. What if I just stopped going out Tuesdays and substituted for a different day? Even though Tuesday is the the bar redux night with Young Funny, what if I shun that responsibility? for a night with two mics. Would I be a bad comedian for skipping my group's function? I don't know because I haven't hosted that function in forever, so am I really necessary in that moment? In that vicinity? Am I really being helpful? Is my presence necessary? We don't know. Let's ask the cards. What do the tarot cards have to say about whether or not I should switch days? Wednesday? Get two sets in? Eh? Eh? Possibly three sets on a Wednesday. (laughs) Eh? This is looking more lucrative than Young Funny. What are we saying tarot cards? Let's ask the deck. Alistair Crowley Toth deck. Do you think I am needed on Tuesdays? We flip. Indolence. Oh no, it's looking like we might switch days. This is the Eight of Cups. Indolence. I'm going to Google the word. Uh, let's use the laptop. Oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, nice definition, Google of indolence, avoidance of activity or exertion, laziness. My failure is probably due to my own indolence. Indolence is laziness, sloth. Eight of Cups. Damn. Am I needed laziness? Yeah. I think we might switch comedy days. But I don't want to do anything definite on the podcast. Although that is most likely really going to happen. Just for the good of the podcast, honestly. Get more sets in. Redux is amazing. If I did comedy every day like I used to when I first started comedy, then I would be at every mic with no discerning between them. Also, going out Wednesday might help me get booked more often because for some reason, Wednesday is the day that everybody's like, Well, this set is the this set is the one that makes me think I'm on a book. This set. This set, this crowd, this set, this crowd. This set, this crowd, this set, this crowd. We're going to flip a card for me. How's uh, the Curly Toath deck? What do you think about me at this time? We get Queen of Wands. Uh, it's Manifestation Wands fire of creation so and the darkness of self reflection would be like the wands territory and it's the fire card and Billy himself is in the world of fire with the darkness of self reflection trance get get it get it get it, get it. Get it, 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 get it. This is the last commercial before spiritual warfare. very disappointed by that one. That was not fun at all. What do we got for soft rock? What are you you pulling out for this? Give it to me straight, Doc. Was worth it <laughs> that was worth it more than the other one was the trance beat let's ask the Aleister Crowley Toth deck what it thinks about the trans beat which was the first one trance A. hey Toth deck what do you think about it we flip the Queen of Swords really so what you thought about the trance song Swords is intelligence and shit. And the wind. Alright, let's ask you what I thought about the Soft Rock 2 song. Cause that was one I liked more. Did you like that one more than that one? What was the Mr. Crowley, that What did you think about the Soft Rock song? Failure. God damn. <laughs> This is the Seven of Discs failure. Physical failure, of course. Um, well, seems we have differing opinions, Toth Deck. Slight applause. Alright, next is Spiritual Warfare. Next and last, we have Spiritual Warfare, which is Tarot Card Battle. This is where two people battle for each other's soul. You get yourself a Tarot Card deck. I get myself a Tarot Card deck. We shuffle, we shuffle, we shuffle, we shuffle, we shuffle, we flip. You use your card to advance your. Idea You use your card to come up with an idea on how to win your other person's soul. You can use your number, your number is higher. You could use the color, you could use the fire, water, pentacle, sword, whatever fucking face value it has. Whatever, fuck, use whatever. The game is if you think you win, then you win. So, in order to win, you have to think you win. And in order to lose, you have to think I win. Which, I mean, it's not that bad, you know? I'm a good person. I'll do some good shit with your soul. You know? It's not really that big of a loss. I'm not Lucifer, except you know, all the itself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You Spiritual warfare to require battle. You have a better chance of winning my soul than I do of yours. You're listening to a recording. Therefore, at any point, you can do something that I have not, which is take more time, or hear what I've done, and then change your plans. You can change. I cannot. I am in a state of statue when you hear this. But when I'm recording it, I'm lucid as fuck. Oh, I'm like a liquid. I'm like a liquid on a flat surface, just spilling around all everywhere. Can't stop me, I'm going everywhere. I'm like a gas in an open vacuum. You can't stop me, I'm going everywhere. Anyway, um, that's Spiritual Warfare to a Card Battle. Alright, let's get into it. Just shuffle, you shuffle, you shuffle. You flip, first flip, I get the Priestess. That's number two. Priestess looks like she's manifesting a whole bunch of shit Including a matrix So with this card what I would do is I'd put you in a matrix where everything you did uh, In turn gave me a little bit of your soul So I just seep your soul out through the matrix through your use of my matrix Excuse me Alright, that was flip number one. That was a simple one for me Um, Hopefully yours goes as well uh, time to shuffle again. We're shuffling. I'm um, dropping cards. Leaving you a little more time to adjust to the swiftness of that kill. <laughs> Killing it. I'm winning souls over here, man. Look at me. Now look at us. All oh, my niggas look rich as fuck. We shuffle. We shuffle. Alright, we're flipping again. One, two, three, flip. I uh, flip. Dominion. This is the two of wands. Twos uh, apparently a strong number. Dominion. What would I do with Dominion? Dominion. I guess... I guess... Dominate. I don't like the idea of doing this, but with this card... I could put a surrogate Dominator into your life which bullies you into giving me your soul. And then I'd win! Dominion. Alright, shuffling again. This is the third and last flip. This is, you tweeted, you meaned it. This is tarot card battle. Spiritual warfare. This is a unique game, except that it's also somewhat of a card game already. We've explained that situation on other episodes. Go listen to my other episodes. This is a commercial. Alright, it was Shuffled. Now, one, two, three, we flip. I flip the Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords is uh, riding on a horse. And he's got some swords in his hands. And he's got wings. So with this Knight of Swords... Um, it's also like flying downward and it's got birds and shit so I'd make you have to face a deadline of some sort There's some sort of deadline and the intelligent choice is to hand over your soul what I do with my Knight of Swords. Alright. This has been Spiritual Warfare. A.K.A. Tarot Card Battle. Hope you've won soul enough for 20. That sentence could be taken in different ways. And of course let's say we mean it in every respect. hope you've won hope you've won soul enough for twenty actually maybe it can't be taken in multiple ways I thought the way Like, there's definitely a way that I meant it in the first place, which is, I hope you one soul for 20. But then I also thought it could be taken as, I hope your one soul is enough for 20. Maybe I said that, but I doubt it. If I did say that, I hope your one soul is enough for 20. That would be a weird sentence. If I meant it in the other way. I don't know why we're analyzing the sentence. Actually, I do know why, because I don't want to end it on that spiritual warfare note. I usually babble a little before the ending. And then we go through everything again. This is You Tweeted, You Meaned It. Episode 74, Psychic. I am your host, Byron Broussard, aka Black Rocker on Twitter, also known as Lord Black Rocker on Instagram, and Byron Broussard, also Lord Byron. I'm not just me.com. That is the website. Go there to find a bunch of shit. Not really a calendar. I don't have a calendar because I don't tour and shit. If I get booked on shows, then I put it on Facebook. And that's Byron Broussard. And I'm only doing open mics like two nights of the week. Possibly Wednesdays and Sundays. Definitely Sunday. Sticking with that one. Wednesday is a good day. Monday is a good day. But today is Monday. And I miss those two Wednesday has the possibility of like three mics Thursday's got two mics Friday is not a good day Saturday's one mic if that yeah so Wednesday is like the maybe gonna be my new day of comedy Wednesday and Sunday Mondays be damned. Catch me out if I'm booked, though. I'm gonna go to those bookings. I guess the show should have ended by now. Thank you guys for listening. Listen to other episodes and shit. Piece of paper. I didn't want to end it on peace because like now that word has like a fucked up connotation where it's like all is self so what's a peace you know but if I say wholeness and balanced vibrations then that's legitimately someone else's calling card their sign on sign off thing their greeting but wholeness, that's a word. Even though that's still his greeting. Talking about Seven Beaumont. There's. What could I. What if I made up my own greeting? <laughs> that's totally not in the cards right now. Just flip a card, it says the universe. <laughs> Number 21. Trump card. I was about to say it's totally not in the cards right now, but I flipped the universe, so I guess it's in the universe. And that was a very ambiguous flip. Thank you, Toth Deck. Um, don't get eliminated. <laughs> An old show reference. Can't end on that. Can't end on that.